With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to. The penultimate week of Big Ten football. It's the few good men on the Big Ten podcast with one less good man on the Big Ten today. Andy Anders not able to make the podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to have you with me here on the Chris Landry Football Channel on Twitch and on LandryFootball.com for those of you listening to the podcast after it's posted here on late Monday morning. We are nearing the end of a Big Ten football season that we thought was never going to get off the ground. It got off the ground. I wouldn't say it got into the stratosphere. Ohio State will play as the North uh, or as the uh, West, rather, uh, champions of the Big uh, East champions. I got it right on the third take. East champions of the Big Ten. Northwestern will play as the West champion of the Big Ten. Wildcats are six and one after their win over Illinois, twenty-eight to ten on Saturday. Uh, fond farewell to Lovey Smith, Illini head football coach, fired in the aftermath of that game, and I will. Uh, weigh in on Lovey's firing and on the very nice pink slip that he was handed on his way out the door at Illinois. But uh, Pat Fitzgerald supposedly has a defense that will keep his team in the game. Ohio State's 20-point favorite. I would expect Ohio State to cover that, yes, and win by three touchdowns because I just think Northwestern's defense is a defense that forces you to, I don't know, run eight, ten plays to score. And that's fine when you're playing Iowa and when you're playing Wisconsin and you're playing other teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State's a different animal. It's a different animal. It just is. Miss a tackle on Chris Olave. Bye-bye. Not going to get some safety coming across the field to get Chris Olave on the ground. Same with Garrett Wilson. And Ohio State has had its way with Northwestern both in Evanston and in the Big Ten title game. Seems in forever that uh, Ohio State has played uh, Northwestern in Ohio Stadium. Maybe it hasn't been. It just seems that way. So Peyton Ramsey, transfer from Indiana. It's like the Indiana year in the Big Ten for, you know, what it's worth. Indiana's having a good year in Bloomington, and Peyton Ramsey's having a good year having transferred into Northwestern after Michael Penix took over the starting quarterback job with the Hoosiers. But Peyton Ramsey beating Ohio State Saturday? Mm, don't see that one happening. It would throw the college football playoff into upheaval. That's for sure given the fact that Florida lost to LSU. So let's start with our scores of this past weekend. Then we'll set up Ohio State and Northwestern. We'll talk about Lovey Smith's firing, and we'll give you the matchups for what they were calling Champions Weekend. Yes, the Big Ten this year because it tarried 
in playing football, waiting until October the 26th, is allowing all the teams that did not qualify for the Big Ten title game to play another game in the league this weekend. And it was supposed to be as simple as matching second against second, third against third, fourth against fourth, and so on across divisions. It has turned out not to be that because some games were postponed and we got to figure out a way to play them, the Indiana-Purdue game most notably. So uh, this past weekend, Penn State 39, Michigan State 24. Of course, the game, Ohio State and Michigan, was not played. If you're now just now getting to that party, uh, you are more than fashionably late, as that one was called off uh, early last week. Minnesota, showing some of what we thought would be routine for the Gophers, managed a 24-17 victory over Nebraska. And Nebraska's really bad. I'm shocked they're this bad in year three of Scott Frost. Northwestern, as I mentioned, 28-10 over Illinois. Rutgers, look at Rutgers, 27-24 over Maryland. Would I be crazy to suggest that Greg Schiano might be the coach of the year in the Big Ten? Three and five? I mean, three and five at Rutgers is like, you know, 13-1 and one somewhere else, isn't it? Uh, Rutgers, three and five. All right, everybody raise their hand who had Rutgers with a better record than Michigan at the start of the year. I would be no hands, okay? <laughs> not even Shiano's hand would go up for that. Not Brendan White, not Noah Vedral, not any of the other 25 seemingly transfers Rutgers has. And by the way, that's not a compliment to you, Michigan. Two and four. Headed to 2-5. and five. We'll tell you why in a moment. On the other score on Saturday, Iowa 28, Wisconsin 7. Man, the Wisconsin offense. Woo! Remember the opening night of the Big Ten season? Graham Mertz, Wisconsin quarterback. I jumped on this too. Oh, look at Bucky the Badger. They've got something they've never had before. They've got a quarterback. Well, they've got a quarterback, but they've had quarterbacks before. And they've had quarterbacks who played like Graham Mertz. Missing a lot of guys. Uh, Alex Hornibrook comes to mind atop that list. Uh, Wisconsin's had good steady quarterbacks over the years. Your Scott Tolzien's. uh, Even all the way back to now interim Lions coach Daryl Bevel back in the early Barry Alvarez days when they won the Rose Bowl in 1993. But they never had like a stud stud. They've never had like a Justin Fields. And everybody thought, hey, they might have one in Mertz. Mertz's highest recruited quarterback, highest-rated recruit at quarterback they've ever had. Look out for Wisconsin. Something happened. Well, COVID happened for that tough break for Wisconsin. They sat out two weeks and never got that magic back. Have not been able to score. I was listening to their loss to Iowa Saturday to Matt LePay to uh, Mike. Why Why can't I remember who else is on their call? Longtime newspaper guy, really good guy. Um, what is wrong with me? My brain is fried. Anyway, the Wisconsin broadcast crew does a good job. They're, I mean, they're pro-Wisconsin, but they're not averse to telling you when Wisconsin really screws things up. And um, and they were just talking about too many missed opportunities. Bad throws by Graham Mertz. And Iowa, which was up 6 nothing at halftime, ends up just smoking them in the second half. 28 nothing, the final over Wisconsin. So Iowa... They're not the hottest team in the Big Ten because they lost too early. But I will make this statement. Iowa's a tougher opponent than Northwestern at this juncture. Iowa's is ascending 
Northwestern's okay, but if they, without that loss to Michigan State, Northwestern's six and zero. Oh, then I'm like, okay, I'll buy you Northwestern. Not losing at Michigan State. I ain't buying that. Ohio State just absolutely dough popped Michigan State, and they will handle Northwestern similarly easily. So Iowa's a tougher opponent than Northwestern. I phrased this awkwardly on Twitter yesterday. I said that Michigan ends up with a tougher opponent than Ohio State. Now, I obviously didn't mean, but I inarticulately stated it, I obviously did not mean that Iowa is better than Ohio State. That Iowa, the team Michigan is playing this Saturday at 7 p.m. at Kinnick Stadium, is better than Ohio State. No, no, only an idiot would say that, and I'm not quite that much uh, detached from reality. What I meant was Iowa, Michigan ends up with a tougher opponent in Iowa than Ohio State ends up with in Northwestern. That's what I'm talking about. And Iowa can run it. Iowa can throw it. Iowa's defense. Iowa's defense has had like 26, 22 straight games where they've not allowed 25 or more points. Now, you know what that stat really tells you? They haven't played Ohio State in that stretch. That's what that tells you. Still, it's a good stat, and it's a true stat. Doesn't tell the whole story. But Iowa would give Ohio State a tougher game, in my opinion, than Northwestern. Now, watch. Willie the Wildcat will come up and beat Ohio State. And if they do, well, then I will come back here next Monday, and I will shout them out, and I will tell Pat Fitzgerald, the future coach of the Chicago Bears, how wrong I was. Uh, Speaking of coaches in and around uh, the Windy City in the state of Illinois, Lovey Smith losing to Northwestern. Final straw for him. He's gonzo at Illinois. Lovey Smith, former Ohio State assistant coach, former Super Bowl coach with the Chicago Bears. Uh, was Lovey the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks? Lovey was in Tampa with uh, Tony Dungy. I know that. All right, so here's Lovey's record: two and five this year, seventeen and thirty-nine in five years. So, not great. Illinois has been searching for a coach who can win since John Makovic, which that's in the way, 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 way back machine. John Makovic. I get it. Uh, here's what I don't get about it, okay? I was going to make this my you can't handle the truth, but I, I understand why they say this. So the athletic director at Illinois, Josh Whitman, who was hired uh, just a few weeks ahead of Lovey. So Lovey's his guy. Josh Whitman says this when they fire Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith led the Illinois... Illinois blah, 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 one more time. Lovey Smith led the Illinois football program with unquestioned integrity during his nearly five years of service. I have tremendous respect for Coach Smith and will always be grateful to him for providing a steady, experienced hand at a time when our program required stability. His unshakable leadership, never more needed than during this pandemic, will be forever remembered. Sounds like they're building a statue to Lovey, doesn't it? Then the second paragraph. Nonetheless... Based on extensive evaluation of the program's current state and future outlook, I have concluded the program is not progressing at the rate we should expect at this advanced stage in Coach Smith's tenure. To achieve our competitive objectives, I believe new leadership of the football program is required. I will always look fondly on the time Lovey and I have spent together. I wish him and Marianne nothing but the best. So these statements are so much blather. If Lovey Smith 
if you indeed have tremendous respect for him, uh, if indeed he has provided amazing leadership and you will always look finally and you truly wish him the best, then let him coach the last game, okay? Like, is it that essential that you get started on your coaching search like right now? Fire him in the middle of the season? Do that to your players? Now, here's the argument for it, okay? And I get it. The argument for it is National Signing Day, the early signing period is Wednesday. And if you don't fire Lovey Smith before this last game, some kids are going to sign with Illinois saying, and then later, like, barbecue you for saying, yeah, let me sign with Lovey Smith and then you fire Lovey Smith? So I get it. It's just I would have come a little lighter on the lavish praise of Lovey. Maybe leave the first paragraph out to say, look, Lovey did a really nice job, and I really like Lovey personally. We just need to, we need to win more. We need to win more. We're capable of winning more. We need to win more, and I wish it had happened because I really respect Lovey as a guy. That would be fine. You don't have to go with the whole leadership, integrity, blah, 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 because everybody knows it's just, you fired him, dude. You fired him. So I don't know who goes to Illinois. Can you win at Illinois? Sure. Sure you can. I mean, you tell me Urban Meyer couldn't win in Illinois? Of course he could. That's always been a fun parlor game for me to play is how many jobs in the Big Ten could Urban Meyer make into college football playoff jobs? Could Urban get to the playoff at Iowa? Could he get there at Wisconsin? Could he get there at Illinois? Could he get there at Purdue? I'm talking about young, energetic Urban Meyer, not cyst-on-the-brain Urban Meyer. But, you know, super-duper coach, could he? Yes, maybe. Maybe, but Lovey's out, and we shall see what we get with uh, Illinois' next hiring. And no, Luke Fickle's not taking the Illinois job. Stop it. Stop it! Luke has turned down West Virginia. He's turned down the Cleveland Browns, like, D coordinator job. He's turned down some really good jobs, and he can, he can afford to turn down really good jobs. You know why? Because he has a really good job, and because he wants to limit himself to one more move. If he makes another move, that's the move he wants to make to like the big time. So will it be Michigan? Will it be Penn State? Will it be who knows where? I don't know. There are only places that fit Luke Fickle and other places that don't, and I think Luke's smart enough to know that. And like, for instance, I don't think Texas fit Luke Fickle. Would he do okay there? Yeah, he'd do okay. Would it be a big adjustment? Would it Am I as certain Luke Fickle would be successful at Texas as I am certain that Luke Fickle would be successful at Penn State? No. Would he have more resources at Texas? Yes. But more is expected of him at Texas. I know, Penn State, you think you're all that, and you can win a national championship at Penn State. You can't. But, like, Luke, to win at Penn State, is going to have to, like, his personality resonates with Western Pennsylvania, tough kids, Eastern Seaboard kids, Luke Fickle could build a monster at Penn State. He could be there 25 years if he wanted to be. Would I expect Luke Fickle to be a 25-year coach at Texas? No, I don't. So he's not, you know, Tom Herman's going to stay at Texas. But I'm just, that was just an illustrative point that some guys fit some places and some guys don't fit some places. And so, no, Illinois. And by the way, Auburn, you can call Urban Meyer. He ain't listening to you, okay? He isn't. I know Auburn thinks they're above everyone, but Urban turned down Texas. And if he turned down Texas, he's turning you down. Before you can hang up and say, thanks for taking the call, he's turning you down. Okay, just so you know, 
Just so you know, Auburn. Don't make that call. Don't embarrass yourself. Uh, we are sponsored by America's Betting Experts. It's a great site. If you like to uh, put your money where your heart is and you would like to uh, wager a little bit on the games, go to uh, LandryFootball.com. Click on the America's Betting Expert logo. And then pick the gaming service that is legal in your area. And then they'll do a match, $100 up to $1,000. Really cool. LandryFootball.com, special offer. America's betting experts there, the title sponsor of the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten Podcast. Thanks to those of you who are watching us on Twitch. Appreciate it. Landry Football Twitch. And you can listen to all the podcasts across all the different genres of football at LandryFootball.com. Recruiting, got it covered. Fantasy, yes. Conferences, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, LSU, yes. NFL, scouting breakdowns, yes. LandryFootball.com, that is where you go, my friend. All right, now, on to the rest. Well, let's do the Big 10 championship game, first of all, okay? Northwestern and Ohio State. All right. Ohio State's played five games. The Big Ten gave them the Pasadena into the title game despite not meeting the formerly arbitrary, now rescinded Big Ten rule that you have to play six of your eight games to qualify. That was the right move by the Big Ten. Ohio State could have played Michigan and lost. They could have fielded a team of managers and given Jim Harbaugh his <laughs> one, what would have been his one and only win against Ohio State, and Ohio State would still have won the East. So there was no point in telling Ohio State, no, you can't play in the title game because you only played five games and Indiana played seven or six or whatever they played. Seven, I believe. And that's silly. Ohio State beat Indiana head-to-head, fair and square. End of story. Now, now, if you want to have a conversation on the national level about Ohio State being a playoff team, presumably at 6-0, and versus Florida at 10-2, and Texas A&M at 10-1. I can have that conversation. I can have that conversation. And I can't tell you where I stand on that conversation until I see how Ohio State looks this weekend. And until I see how Clemson and Notre Dame look this weekend. And until I see how Bama and Florida look this weekend. Because here's the thing. I don't think Ohio State has looked as good as a lot of people think they have looked this year. I think the Big Ten looks terrible other than Ohio State. And the game against Indiana was eh, close on the scoreboard, not really that close. Ohio State was up 35-7. If they have fans, that ends up 52-14, to okay? So I don't think in a million years Indiana could beat Ohio State, particularly now with Michael Penix out for the season. But I want to see how Ohio State plays against Northwestern. If they win like they should, then they deserve to be in the playoff. And some of, I'll agree with this, some of their playoff qualification is who they were last year. And you can say, well, that's not fair. This is a separate year. And yeah, you're right. It's probably not fair. But this is a different, weird year. And look, Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama should be in the playoff, in my opinion. Whatever happens with Notre Dame and Clemson. And I know that's a different take than I had a week ago. But I'm going to assume that Notre Dame is not going to spit the bit against Clemson and look terrible. And even if they do, they do have a win over Clemson. 
I know without Trevor Lawrence, but Uyunglele passed for 430-something. Here's the difference in the Clemson Tigers with Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne is different. Travis Etienne had nothing going at Notre Dame because, for some reason, Travis Etienne's a different back when Trevor Lawrence plays. He just is. So that's what Notre Dame will have to guard against on Saturday. So right now I would be leaning, let's say Ohio State wins, then I would be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. And I'd make Ohio State four. Even if Ohio State's undefeated, I would make, and I know this is the awkward part, is then you get Clemson and Notre Dame third time in the playoff semifinals. So be it. Will anybody not watch that game? I don't think so. You want to put, let's say Notre Dame loses the game, and you want to put Clemson and Notre Dame, you want to put Clemson two and Ohio State three, or Ohio State two and Clemson three? It doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Do that. And then Bama's got to play Notre Dame. I think you're screwing Notre Dame there. I really think you're screwing Notre Dame because I think Notre Dame having played as many, I think... If anybody's got to get screwed on a semifinal matchup, it ought to be the team that played six games. It just should. They're fresher. They ought to have to. They ought to have to go the toughest road. I know the high state fans won't like that, but that's that's what I think is fair. You're going to put them in over Cincinnati. That's my struggle. Cincinnati's the team I struggle to leave out. They really are because they're good. You know, normally Joel Klatt is the king of overstatement. Maybe it wasn't Joel Klatt who I heard say this because I can barely watch him with the sound on. Uh, but somebody this weekend, uh, maybe it was, an AB, it was an ESPN guy. I think it was Adam Amin and uh, Andre Ware were saying, hey, Cincinnati's legit. Now, they make, you know, they got to get do the overstatement or they wouldn't be network TV broadcasters. They're as deep as anybody in the country. No, they're not. They're not. But they're good. They're really good. Their defense is good. They're tough. Their offense is pretty good. And Luke Fickle and Marcus Freeman, his defensive coordinator, have done a great job building the team. So they're they're worthy of being high in consideration. Are they better than Texas A&M? I don't know. That'd be a heck of a game. Are they better than Ohio State? Probably not. Probably not. I'm pretty sure no. Probably I'm like 90-10. Ohio State's better than them. Could they capture lightning in a bottle and beat Ohio State? Yeah, maybe if Ohio State put it on the ground like five times, maybe. So I don't I don't have Cincinnati in my top four, but they're really good. And Luke's done a great job there. And he'll continue to do a great job there. Okay. Ohio State Northwestern. I can't imagine Northwestern is competitive in this game if it can't rush for darn close to two hundred and maybe more. And I'm not. This is not what I'm saying is going to happen. I'm saying what has to happen for Northwestern to be in the game. Northwestern has to win the turnover battle by three, by three, and Northwestern has to rush for 185 or more. Now, could they rush for 160 and win if they had if they win the turnover battle by two? Of course, if one's a pick six and one's a scoop and score, and they get 14 points that way. But I'm assuming they're going to have to go some distance if they get turnovers. I'm not sure they'll get turnovers, but they might. Justin Fields has thrown more picks this year than he did last year. And Ohio State, you never know how a team's going to play after it sits out. You never know. 
So Ohio State has sat. Ohio State will have played. Let's see. They were off the week before Michigan State. That was their Illinois cancellation. Then they played Michigan State. Then they sat Michigan. So this is their second game in four weeks. Second game in four weeks. Okay. So they played. No, no, they're off play, off play. Now that they might come out like gangbusters. They might be fantastic. I don't know, but I'm just saying it does build in some unknown in there. What are they going to be like? Are they going to be sharp? And this will be a fascinating argument as we go forward into the playoff in that is it an advantage for Ohio State to have only played six games? Or is it a disadvantage for them to have only played six games? Are they as sharp as they could be? Fresh as a daisy? Ready to go pound people? Not injured? All that stuff? Or have they not improved as much as they could improve if they'd have played three more games? We don't know. We don't know. So, Ohio State, Northwestern. I would expect Ohio State to win this game. The line is 20, and these guys are almost never wrong. So, I'm going to say 30. I don't know why 32 comes to mind. 32 is not a common football score. I'm going to say 32 13. 32 13. That's, that's, uh, yeah, it's right on it. So, there you go. 32. Ohio State, 13 Northwestern. It's my prediction. Don't bet based upon me. If you're going to go to America's betting experts, you bet on your own inside information, not mine. Okay. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, another great sponsor of the Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters buys their coffee from around the world. They buy them from independent growers in in, uh, in, uh, Indonesia, not China, Indonesia, Thailand, and Nicaragua. Their coffee's seriously good. Seriously good. And then the growers there don't have to go through the government middlemen who, you know what they do, they skim all the money off the top. Middleman ends up with a bunch. Grower ends up with nothing. That's not how it works at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They buy direct from the grower. So the grower gets the money, plugs it into the local economy, does great things in the local economy, and you get great coffee. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You looking for a perfect corporate gift? Here it is. Here it is. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. They'll have sample packs, Christmas flavors, all kinds of different things. They have their own chocolate, which is non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free. It's grown from a cover crop that shades the coffee plant. And you'd swear it's chocolate, dark chocolate. It's really not, but it tastes just like it. So it's really, really good. They're awesome at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. And use the promo code WETACKLELIFE. WETACKLELIFE. And you will get 15% off. Okay. Who else is playing on Champions Weekend, Bruce? I'm glad you asked. We have Michigan State at Maryland. Michigan State at Maryland. Woo, that's a knockdown, drag out bloodbath. Sparty 2 and 5, Maryland 2 and 3. We have Minnesota at Wisconsin. Yes, the battle for Paul Bunyan's gargantuan axe. 2 and 3, Minnesota. At 2-3 and three, Wisconsin, we have Nebraska at Rutgers. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are a robust 2-4, and four, and Rutgers can get within a game of 500 if they win this game. They'd be 4-5, and five. and that, to me, would cinch Coach of the Year in the Big Ten for Greg Schiano. Sorry, Pat Fitzgerald. Sorry, Tom Allen. I said for me, I know Allen's going to win it, but that would be who I'd give it to. Illinois at Penn State. Illinois with their offensive coordinator. 
in the aftermath of Lovey's firing against Penn State and James Franklin. Penn State trying to get to 4-5. and five. That'd be a pretty nice little run for Penn State after starting 0-5. And, and we have the old Oaken Bucket game, Purdue at Indiana. Purdue at Indiana. 2-4 and four Purdue against 6-1 and one Indiana. So there you know they're not going second against second, third against third, fourth against fourth. And also we have... Michigan, two and four against Iowa, six and two. Michigan's looking across at Purdue and they're going, hey, hey, they're two and four like us. Why aren't we playing Purdue? And some Michigan fans are upset about this. Which, when in the creation of college football from that day forward, has Michigan ever been afraid to play Iowa? Well, it's happening. And it's those days are upon us, friend. Instead of Iowa, second in the West at 6-2, and two, playing Indiana, second in the East at 6-1. and one. We have to preserve the tradition of the old Oaken Bucket, which was postponed last week because of COVID. And so, Michigan, congratulations. Come on down. Play Iowa in Iowa City. Take your 2-5 and five and go on home. Youch. Iowa will win that game by four touchdowns. Four. They will. There's no doubt in my mind. Now the question becomes, what will Michigan do? As they are chatting about, and presumably close to agreeing upon, a three-year contract extension for James Harbaugh as head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. But Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and others are reporting that they would like to cut Harbaugh's pay. Of course they would. They don't want to pay him $8 bucks to be a lower-tier Big Ten team. He'll sign a group of guys on Wednesday. They'll go to Iowa on Friday. They're going to get their butts absolutely kicked from pillar to post, from Dubuque to Davenport, (laughs) and everywhere in between on Saturday because those Hawkeye fans are going to be, like, sending good vibes into Kinnick Stadium and those kids in the hospital looking down, watching their black and gold-clad heroes just absolutely annihilate Michigan. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. I don't know if Kirk Ferentz feels like doing Jim Harbaugh any favors or not, but uh, that one could get out of hand. And then it's hard for Michigan to give Harbaugh a three-year extension. It's hard because what are you selling? What are you selling? I do not know. But it'll be Ward Manuel's job to sell it, not mine. You can't handle the truth. Ah, the arrival of Colonel Nathan Jessup means it is time for our You Can't Handle the Truth moment. And our moment today is brought to you, well, it's not brought to you by, it's my amusement over the histrionics paid to Dabo Sweeney of Clemson saying that on the Rich Eisen Show, shout out to Rich, Michigan alum, proud, well, not as proud these days, but typically very proud uh, member of Michigan Nation, Dabo tells Rich Eisen, look, Big Ten didn't play very many games. SEC, Big 12, ACC, we all played a bunch of games. I'm not so sure that teams that played six games are as worthy of a playoff berth as teams that played 10 or 11. And, of course, the Big Ten faction pushes back against that, the Ohio State faction, which has a rash over Dabo uh, beating Ohio State. What does he beat them three times? Three times Dabo's beaten them. Ohio State's never beaten Clemson, ever. 
They're 0-4 all-time against Clemson, and I don't think they're 0-4 against anyone else. They were 0-3 against Florida State, and then Clemson put it on them last year in the playoff game in a very, very well-played and game of missed opportunities for Ohio State. Hugely missed opportunities. And, of course, the Buckeye fans will say, you know, a missed call on a scoop and score by Jordan Fuller off Jeff Okuda causing a fumble, um, which was overturned. But here's the thing. Don't get upset at Dabo because here's what Dabo's doing. Dabo's politicking for his team. He's politicking for Clemson. He's doing damage control ahead of time that what if we lose to Notre Dame? What if we lose to Notre Dame? Nobody's Everybody's assuming we're going to beat Notre Dame. I better paint a scenario where if we lose to Notre Dame, we get in the playoff. Because, look, be honest, be honest. Do any of you think Clemson is not one of the best four teams in the country? I said be honest. No, you can't say that. Of course they're one of the best four teams in the country. Okay, so they deserve to be in the playoff. Now, I don't think they deserve to be in the playoff with two losses over unbeaten Ohio State, but I think there's room for everybody, okay? In fact, I would say if Notre Dame beats Clemson, Notre Dame ought to be number one. They ought to hop Bama. And uh, we'll see if that happens. But Ryan Day is taking up the cause for a six-win, six-game, presumably six-win football team because Ryan Day coaches Ohio State. And honestly, folks, you know this. Think about it. If Ryan Day's team was 9-1, and one, and it was playing the team that gave it the one. And it was playing as the favorite, which Clemson is the favorite. Ryan Day would be doing the same thing Dabo's doing. Everybody gets upset when a coach lifts his team's worthiness over the worthiness of someone else, even when the worthiness of someone else is as good or oftentimes better. And they're just doing what they're paid to do. They're paid to be an advocate for their program, and that's all Dabo is doing, and that's all Ryan Day is doing when he defends the six-game schedule. And I used to work with a guy, shout-out Tony Rizzo, who used to say when people would fall for stuff like this, don't get hooked. Don't get hooked. You're getting hooked if you're getting upset by this because Dabo is just doing what you would expect a coach in his position to do, and Ryan Day is just doing what you'd expect a coach in his position to do. Now, before we get on out of here, a reminder, we are sponsored by America's Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the U.S. Go to LandryFootball.com for a special offer. Click on the America's Betting Experts link, and you'll get a bet match $100 to $1,000. That will allow you to put a little bit more skin in the game. And also, thanks for watching us on Twitch. Hit the follow button. It's that little heart located at the bottom right of the screen. When you do that, you'll receive an email every time we go live. And the Chris Landry Football Channel on Twitch is just the video version of all the great content that you get when you go to LandryFootball.com, where you'll find our podcast, A Few Good Men on the Big Ten, In Defense of the Big 12, which comes up at the top of the hour. We got SEC Gumbo. A lot of other things, Pac-12, recruiting, film breakdown, scout breakdown. If it's football, it's on LandryFootball.com. So everybody have a phenomenal week. Looking forward to the title game on Saturday. It's a noon kick on Fox. And then we'll be back next Monday to break it all down and also to reflect on the college football playoff berth awarding. 
perhaps to Ohio State. Most likely, yes. We'll see you then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.